Greetings, and thank you for joining me for quite excellent episode number 23. Today I'll be reading the Jacqueline Woodson poem, Occasional Poem. This poem comes from A Poem for Every Day of the Year, edited by Ali Asiri. But before I get to this week's poem, we need to discuss our last poem, Ars Poetica, by Archibald McLeish. Ars Poetica was an opportunity to really dig students into thinking about poetry itself as a genre. Many of the responses to our previous poem, Days, were already doing this, and I really wanted to stretch my students as they thought about what is and what is not poetry. Besides, poetry tends to be something students are less familiar with than prose, and I was curious, especially after most of the year of reading them daily, what students thought about poetry as a form. Here's last week's poem. Ars Poetica by Archibald McLeish A poem should be palpable and mute as a globed fruit, dumb as old medallions to the thumb, silent as the sleeve-worn stone of casement ledges where the moss has grown. A poem should be wordless as the flight of birds. A poem should be motionless in time as the moon climbs, Leaving, as the moon releases twig by twig, the night-entangled trees. Leaving, as the moon behind the winter leaves, memory by memory, the mind. A poem should be motionless in time as the moon climbs. A poem should be equal to, not true. For all the history of grief, an empty doorway, and a maple leaf. For love, the leaning grasses, and the two lights above the sea. A poem should not mean, but be. Students noted, right away, that this poem was different from some of the others we have read. Most, up until this point, have had a narrative element to them. While this one is attempting to express some feeling or magical quality associated with poetry, as a result, working this poem stretches our brains in new ways, and I am once again impressed by how my students met this challenge. As an aside, I'm also impressed with how well they use slashes in their quotations to indicate line and stanza breaks. I anticipated that this might be confusing, but my students, being absolute beasts, nailed it. I hope they keep using these any time they write about poetry because it makes them look like masters. Anyway, considering the difficulty of the poem, one of the more meta and clever early reads I got pointed to the line, A poem should be palpable and mute as a globed fruit, stating that the poem can be odd, and, and any poem can be odd, and somewhat unexpected, requiring time to understand and process. Not only does poetry sometimes ask us to work in this way, but the reward of some poems, the deliciousness of that fruit, comes from that effort. Additional students relied on the same line with similar readings that are still distinct and thoughtful. One states that a poem itself is silent, but its meaning comes from the reader in their creation of interpretation, which I agree with them, so long as the interpretation is supported by the evidence, of course. Another connected globed to mean something that is both, quote, sophisticated and simple, which is a description of poetry that I love. Personally, my favorite poems either take something simple and create complexities I've never considered, or they do the opposite presenting the complicated in simple, manageable terms. Because the poem should be, quote, motionless in time, a student argued the speaker suggests that poetry isn't for one person or 
for one people, but for all people and for all time. It has no ownership once it is shared. I am totally on board with this reading. A really interesting read of the first stanza of the last section. Quote, a poem should be equal to, not true, is very different from how I would have read it, and I wanted to bring it up. I read this to understand that a poem isn't trying to be solely factual and a simple retelling of truth, but is instead subjecting a personal experience that attempts to feel true more than to actually be true. But one student read this in a totally different way, and it's really set me to thinking of the poem differently. They suggested that a poem should be fair for all, not only the rich or the poor. It took me a second to realize how the student got to this reading, but I think they read equal to as the argument of the stanza because this ends the line, rather than relying on the whole stanza, which continues from uh, there to fully say, should be equal to not true. This might seem like a misread, but lines end intentionally to create meaning, and thinking about this line in isolation is a very clever approach to the analysis of the poem. And while I'm not sure the poem fully supports this reading, although it really may, it requires some argument, I really appreciate this way of thinking of poetry in general as something intended for anyone. One last element that dominated the responses was the statement that, quote, a poem should be wordless as the flight of birds. Students pointed to a feeling of freedom that is created in this image, some actually referring to the birds and flight as common symbols for freedom. Some students correctly identified this as a simile, and one student linked this simile to the others that are used throughout the poem, suggesting that the consistent repetition of simile is, quote, a bothersome reminder that poetry is a precise art. And, yeah, absolutely. I am fully on board with poetry being, among other things, bothersome. Sometimes it is, but it's also a worthwhile bother sometimes as well. I know that I've read a poem once, twice, ten times, each time, feeling like there was something else that was there, just a step to the side of where I happen to be standing in my own reading. And it kind of eats at you, like, oh, where's what is this thing that I should understand? So yeah, bothersome, certainly. Now, our next poem is Occasional Poem by Jacqueline Woodson. After a poem that is about poetry like Ars Poetica, I wanted to give students something a little more narrative again. The poem that I chose ends up doing actually a little bit of both, being wholly narrative and about classroom interactions with poetry. Because of how narrative the poem is, students can think about this similar to how they wish a short story, keeping in mind that we again have a speaker inside the poem who is a character, just like we did on or for on turning 10. Technically, there are three speakers, but two of them have names, Miss Marcus and Lamont. So when we say the speaker, we mean the character that's actually doing the narrating. Also, like a narrative, to understand the meaning of it, a a reader has to think critically about the big ideas of the story and how they are presented. Well, in this poem, one of the big ideas is about what is said and what remains unsaid either because a person chooses not to say something or because they are not permitted to. For this reason, 
The secret word for this week is unsaid. Be sure to use unsaid at least once in your paragraph length response, which is due on Wednesday, April 29th. Occasional Poem by Jacqueline Woodson Miss Marcus says that an occasional poem is a poem written about something important or special that's going to happen or already did. Think of a specific occasion, she says, and write about it. Like what? Lamont asks. He's all slouched down in his seat. I don't feel like writing about no occasion. Now about your birthday, Miss Marcus says. What about it? Just a birthday comes in June and it ain't June, Lamont says. As a matter of fact, he says, it's January and it's snowing. Then his voice gets real low and he says, and when it's January and all cold like this, feels like June's a long, long ways away. The whole class looks at Miss Marcus. Some of the kids are nodding. Outside, the sky looks like it's made out of metal and the cold, cold air is rattling the window panes and coming underneath them, too. I've seen Lamont's coat. It's gray and the sleeves are too short. It's down, but it looks like a lot of the feathers fell out a long time ago. Miss Marcus got a nice coat. It's down, too, but real puffy. So maybe when she's inside, she can't even tell January from June. Then write about January, Miss Marcus says. That's an occasion. But she looks a little bit sad when she says it. Like she's sorry she ever brought the whole occasional poem thing up. I was going to write about Mama's funeral, but Lamont and Miss Marcus going back and forth zapped all the ideas from my head. I guess them arguing on a Tuesday in January's an occasion... So, I guess this is an occasional poem. Students, be sure to use the word unsaid in your responses as you explore how this narrative poem creates meaning, and keep using the speaker and the forward slash symbol wherever it is necessary. Remember to complete your paragraph length response by Wednesday, April 29th, and two replies to the responses of your peers by the Friday that ends this week. If you enjoy this podcast, have suggestions, or would like me to direct an eye toward a particular poem or poetic device, leave a comment on LeidenTeaches.com. The content of this podcast is used as a companion to class instructional activities entirely online, and ownership of these texts remain with their stated authors. Thank you for joining me for episode 23 of this podcast. I hope that between now and the next time you hear from me, you discover and savor a few things that you yourself find quite Excellent.